Hi, this is Jeff Durso, Inc. 500 serial founder and startup fanatic, and this is Founder Breakthroughs. In the last few episodes, my brother Sam and I looked at pitching and how entrepreneurs sometimes get it right, but sometimes get it wrong, and the keys to helping them make sure that their pitch is on point. Today, we're going to step back and look at something that confuses a lot of entrepreneurs and gets them into some trouble. Uh, If you make this mistake, then you can waste a lot of resources. And we've talked to some founders who sometimes spent months or years uh, without getting any good feedback because they made this mistake. So it's something I wanted to go into a little more detail. And basically what it comes down to is understanding two different types of modes of operation that companies can do and which of those is right for a startup and which of those is right for larger companies because it's, it's easy to get these mixed up and we can totally understand that. Okay, so let's dive in. When we look at companies, there's two different modes of operation in the typical company and more importantly, two different ways that a company can make value. So one of those is what we can call exploration. This is where you go out and find the oil or find the gold. So this is very much a high risk, high reward type venture, right? So we've talked a lot about it on the podcast about how uh, venture capitalists, for instance, when, they, when they're building their portfolio, they're looking to place a lot of bets with the hopes that one or two of those will blow it to the moon and, and, and more than make up for the rest of those other bets that don't go anywhere. This is a really good way to describe exploration as well. So if you think of it in terms of, uh, say, oil drilling, exploration is where we tap the ground and we look around until we can find where the oil is. And then the second type of value creation is called exploitation. Now that's when, if we know that there is oil coming out of the ground, that's where we we come in with the oil rig and we spend uh, good money actually building out the rig, optimizing it, and, and trying to pull as much of that oil out of the ground. That's why it's called exploitation because we're taking the value uh, that we discovered in exploration and now turning it into something real through exploitation. So at a super high level, those are the two ways that you can create value in, in any type of company, large or small, is you're either doing exploration or exploitation. Now, the place where founders often get confused is, you know, you'll be in the shower, you'll be walking down the street and an, and an idea will strike you and you'll be like, oh my God, this is an incredible idea. I need to bring it to market as quickly as possible. And when that idea hits you, you get really excited and then you, you paint the full picture in your mind of exactly every different part of how that idea will come to fruition. And then unfortunately, what a lot of founders do is they then spend their time thinking about entirely how to build out the idea, both the exploration side and the exploitation side. Or more importantly, um, they often skip the exploration side entirely and they just start going down the exploitation path. This is akin to imagine if you're out uh, looking for oil and instead of trying to find the oil first, you just put a rig down and and hope that there's oil underneath the ground. If you get lucky and there's oil there, that's great. But uh, more often than not, you're going to fail and you're going to be stuck with a massive expense that doesn't deliver anything. So in terms of order of operation, uh, it's really important that you do exploration first before you get to exploitation. And part of the reason why it's easy to get confused is because when you look at large companies, Now, they already know where the oil is or the gold is, so they're already spending most of their effort on the exploitation. So if we're modeling them, uh, that's where we can get lost, right? Because we haven't actually discovered anything. So if we try to exploit where we haven't discovered, we're going to waste a lot of time. So let's just quickly talk through some of the differences between uh, exploration and, and exploitation. If we start with exploration, 
So when you're doing exploration, this is when we don't yet have the perfect recipe. Think about when Colonel Sanders started KFC way back in the day. His first batch of chicken tasted pretty terrible. Uh, it took a lot of tries for him to get things just right. Another way to think of this is you don't yet know where the gold or the oil is. You need to tap the ground until you find that little, that little spigot of oil before you actually put down the rig. Now, the key to succeeding at exploration is that you need to get in as many at-bats as possible. You have to get these at-bats in quickly before your runway runs out. So anyone who's starting a company, uh, the time's ticking, right? So we've only got so much time before we can prove that this idea works. Otherwise, we have to go do something else. So quick is very important when it comes to at-bats. Now, the other thing, though, is you have to do this effectively, too. So a lot of times founders will just throw a lot of darts in a lot of directions hoping something hits. But each of the different at-bats that you take has to be really decent swings. So they have to be thoughtful. Um, the other thing too is they, they have to be intelligent. So you need to think through each of these different at-bats and you know, do some research, have some context, have a, have a hypothesis as to what you expect when you, when you take that at-bat before you do it. Uh, we're not just throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping that, that something sticks. And then another thing about each of these at-bats is they need to be informed. So they need to incorporate customer feedback as you go. So if you do this entire process in a vacuum, what'll happen is at each iteration in your mind, you're going to be a little bit off, which is no big deal. But then each iteration, you're going to be a little bit more off, a little bit more off, a little bit more off until suddenly you're completely off course. Whereas if you're getting feedback from customers, you know, your first iteration, you're going to be a little off, but you're going to correct as you go. And so each iteration, you're going to get smarter and smarter. Um, and that's, you know, obviously the last part of this is it's an iterative process. So the goal is to maximize the number of at-bats um, or to maximize the number of effective at-bats until you find where that oil is or where the gold is or until you master the, the perfect recipe. Okay, so now let's talk about exploitation. So once you've succeeded at exploration, and that's very important that you've succeeded because exploration isn't done until you actually find something worth exploiting, right? It's not, it's not enough to just go out there and, and do some tests and say, okay, I got some feedback. You need to discover something good. Now, once you move on to exploitation, this is where you're baking the cake, if you will, or in, in the KFC example, you're, you're trying to sell as much of that chicken as possible, right? So you're looking to, to manufacture, you're looking to scale. Um, now, the focus here is on optimization, right? If the focus on exploration was on rapid discovery and rapid at-bats, the focus in the exploitation phase is on optimization. The goal here is to take whatever you discovered and maximize the value out of it. That's why it's called exploitation. We're trying to get as much value as possible out of what we discovered. Um, as we're doing that, we need to manage our quality because we're going to be building our reputation as, as we do this. So it's very dangerous if you discover something rough and you try to scale it without, uh, without fixing the quality. Um, you can have huge headwinds as, as you go. The other thing that's important in the exploitation phase is to create moats and walls as you go. Because if you discover something amazing that has a lot of value, uh, competitors are going to want to steal that. So you need to figure out as you're exploiting how to protect that and defend it as you go. And then obviously the last pieces of exploitation that are really important is to, to grow and to figure out how to drive funding for that growth. So at a high level, that's really the difference between exploration and exploitation. So exploration is about discovery. 
exploitation is about taking something that you discovered and maximizing the return that you can then get out of that. All right, now let's talk quickly about how founders get this whole thing wrong. So again, one of the biggest temptations we have as founders is that we attempt to exploit before we've done any exploration. And, and you can see why this is very tempting, right? Because you have that idea and in your mind, this idea is incredible and it's going to change the world. And you're itching to get that thing delivered in, in, in all of its glory. But if you don't do exploration and if you don't do testing, then effectively this is like putting down that oil rig and hoping that there's oil underneath the ground. Um, some people will get lucky with this. Most people won't. And the problem is when, when you read about startups that have succeeded, any of those startups that have taken this exploit first without exploring approach, the ones that succeed, are, it's going to have a survivor bias to it. So you're not going to hear about all the, the people who built some huge uh, product for something that they hadn't done any exploration and it just went nowhere. Let me give you another way of thinking about this. So if exploration is the process of perfecting that recipe and exploitation is where you start to bake it and try to figure out how to make as much of it as possible to, to deliver it at scale, then obviously getting the recipe right is about figuring out how all of the different ingredients in that recipe make a difference. And you can think of ingredients in this case, if you have a software product or any other type of product, an ingredient is like a feature. So let me give you an example that happened to me. So I was making pretzels with my kids uh, a couple months back. And at one point, one of the ingredients called for, I think it was like half a tablespoon of salt. And somehow we turned that into half a cup of salt. I'm not sure how that happened, but um, we did the mix and, and we cooked it. And when it came out of the oven, um, the pretzels looked great. So if you looked at these pretzels, you'd say, oh, those, those look delicious. Um, and unfortunately, you can imagine what they tasted like. I mean, they were awful. At one bite of these pretzels, and it, it felt like instant death. I've, I've never tasted something so salty and just absolutely disgusting. Now, I could have drawn the conclusion that, well, pretzels are bad and pretzels will never go anywhere. And this is another mistake that, that founders often make, right? In their exploration, if they don't have their ingredients configured just right, it's easy to conclude, well, it was just a bad idea or, or it's, it's terrible, right? So if customers imagine that pretzel, right? If I had handed that pretzel to a customer and they tasted it, they'd say, this is the worst thing I've ever tasted in my life. But pretzels might still be a good idea. And that's why you go back to the drawing board and you continue to explore and discover and try to formulate until you get that uh, recipe just right. Another way of thinking about why uh, failing to do exploration can be a disaster is imagine this scenario. So imagine if you see an island and you say, okay, there's an opportunity to build an ice cream stand on this island that sells tons and tons and tons of coconut ice cream. And I'm, I'm going to get rich going down there and building the stand and and building coconut ice cream. So you skip the exploration phase and you go down there and you build out the stand and then you order, say, 10,000 gallons of coconut ice cream and you open your ice cream stand and you go to serve the ice cream and you find out that the people that live there are allergic to coconut. And now suddenly you're stuck with 10,000 gallons of, of ice cream and you've lost a fortune. Now imagine instead you had the same idea and said, okay, I want to go open an ice cream stand and make a lot of money on this island. You went down there, you opened a pop-up store, you went and had samples of chocolate, vanilla, coconut, strawberry, and raspberry ice cream. You very quickly found out that no one touched the coconut ice cream because they were allergic to it. They didn't want to get sick. And somehow the chocolate ice cream absolutely sold out and people couldn't get enough of it. Then you went and ordered 10,000 gallons of chocolate ice cream and you got rich. So 
The point of this scenario is that if you do exploration right, you can figure out what those perfect ingredients are before you invest a lot of resources that would then be wasted, right? So the proper order of operation is you explore first and then you exploit. Because if you exploit without exploration, you're going to waste enormous time and resources. And usually the, what this ends up happening is that the startup never leaves the launch pad. It just keeps spinning its wheels and going nowhere. And in the meantime, the founder wastes a ton of money, time, resources, uh, loses, loses a lot of momentum in the process. That's definitely why you need to do the exploration before you try to exploit. And one other thing to think about, too, is that so we talk to a lot of founders who say that the one thing that they need to make bring their idea to reality is they need to raise money and they need to add funding to the mix. And the problem is that if you haven't gone through the exploration phase, money is not going to solve the problem. It's just going to amplify the problem. And so the best way to think about this, if you look at lottery winners, I'm not sure the exact statistic, but more than half of people who win millions of dollars in lottery jackpots end up bankrupt within a few years, which is absolutely crazy because you'd think that if you win millions of dollars, that would solve your money problems. But in reality, what, what happens is that a lot of these people have money problems to begin with. They get the, they win the lottery money. All it does is it amplifies everything. It may put a snooze bar in, in terms of like when things fall apart. But at the end of the day, the money that they win from the lottery doesn't solve the problem. And in the same way, companies that raise money but don't go through the proper steps of exploration before exploitation, they ultimately run out of money and run into, run into serious challenges along the way. And it's pretty sad when you see this happen because now in this case, especially if they've raised a lot of money, it's not just the founder that loses their time and, and money. It's often they, they can scale it, hire a bunch of employees, uh, pick up a burn rate, and then when the startup eventually fails, they've got a lot of upset customers. They've got a lot of employees that get laid off. So uh, it's a lot more painful when those startups crash. And, and like I said, the money doesn't really solve the problem. The money just either puts a snooze bar on it or it amplifies the problem. So you need to get this right. You need to figure out how do we properly drive an exploration process? How do we iterate that process? How do we find the oil before we build the rig to, to drill it and to, and to maximize it? And if you get those two right, that's how you can build an incredible business, right? And then that's where all the advice that says, oh, it's all about scaling, it's all about systems. Yeah, that makes total sense once you've succeeded at the exploration phase. Okay, so if I'm going to wrap everything up and put a little bow on today's message, uh, and if there's one statement that you can, can remember when you're thinking about this, the best way I'd describe it is to think of the phrase, founders find. So what is the purpose of a founder? A purpose of a founder is to drive exploration. And so a successful founder is someone who finds what they're looking for. So founders find is what I'll leave you with today. All right. So I hope that was helpful. If you've been enjoying the podcast, I hope you uh, share it with friends. And uh, if you haven't rated it yet, go to Apple or Spotify. Please give us a five-star review and uh, give us some feedback. We'd love to hear that. And also, if you know anyone that I should be interviewing on the podcast, please send them my way. So that's it for today. And I'll see you in the next show. 